0: You're listening to Asbury University's Chapel Podcast, recorded live from our campus in Wilmore, Kentucky. Asbury's Chapel Service hosts speakers from around the world to inspire academic excellence and spiritual vitality. We hope you enjoy today's message. Well, good morning. This is our first episode in a series on the book of Ephesians together. And today we read from Ephesians chapter 1 verses three through 12. Listen to how great it is to be a Christian. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us to adoption as children, through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. In Christ we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us, In all wisdom and insight he has made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his kind intention, which he purposed in Christ, as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things on heaven and things on earth. In him we have also obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose who works all things after the counsel of his will to the end, that we, we, who are the ones to hope in Christ, would be the praise of his glory. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's easy to say the words, and it's easy to let the Bible say the words for us, that God is blessed. After all, God is everything, right? He's amazing, powerful, impressive, capable. We believe that and we've heard that before. We don't say that enough. Yet there is something here about God that should awaken us from a slumber of another God is great passage. You see, He's not the only one who's great in Ephesians chapter 1. Because of him, so are we. In fact, because of him, so are you. So let's explore this together. We start this series on the book of Ephesians. And if you're not present here, of course, you can follow along uh, by the, the video recording uh, each day. Six chapels, six chapters, six faculty and staff to unpack it for you. Kind of a 666 six, six thing is what we have. Since this is the first one, let me provide some background for these deep six. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus in Western Asia Minor, which of course is modern Turkey. Since Paul doesn't provide too many facts about The church at Ephesus, it's hard to place on the timeline of his life, uh, maybe a letter to be circulated, which is great for us because the application can be general. And we can go in a lot of different directions. And we're going to be doing that. But there's also some main themes. The purpose of Ephesians seems to be a desire by Paul to convey God's purpose, his eternal purpose purpose from the beginning of time that is taking place even now on earth, in churches throughout the world, and even on our campus here, to recognize and celebrate His grace and to be who we should be in Christ Jesus. And so Paul starts his letter with God's being, but immediately in every single verse He includes our being alongside God's great being. In other words, we identify with Christ. What is this identity? Well, it comes to us starting in verse 3, which we read together. It continues through the book of Ephesians like a mantra. God is great and you can be too. Paul is speaking of the church. Our new New Testament professor, Dr. Sue Nicholson, says it this way in the Wesley one volume commentary. Throughout the letter, when English translations show Paul referring to you, he is almost always speaking in the plural and addresses the church body as a whole rather than individual believers. Thus, almost all of the commands are for the whole church. The collective you, the y'all. And so when I say God is amazing, and so are you, I, with Paul, mean the church, that church made up of individual yous. Our unified you sees us heavenly blessed, conquerors in a world that feels chaotic. Even overcomers, we could substitute there, conquerors in a world that feels chaotic. And so I want to suggest to you today that the vision of God offers here in Ephesians begins with a calm, a calm that is in tension with a certain chaos that we see even now that Paul saw that we can face as a kind of conqueror in Christ Jesus. That's from verse 19 of Ephesians 1, to know what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us as believers conquerors that almost sounds like the name of an Asbury class but it is the church first the calm Ephesians begin with God's amazement you know there's a picture in heaven and we can imagine great peace we can imagine a calm in heaven five times in Ephesians Paul references heavenly places The picture of God we get here begins in heaven, even before the dawn of time. Now it's not hard to picture God heavenly, but let's enhance that today with the help of the Hubble telescope. This is the universe that God has made. It is vast, it is deep. It's calm, it's breathtaking. Back on Earth, uh, let me comment that this semester I have been blessed by Asbury students, some of whom have an exam today and they are sitting here even in the front row, uh, form of extra credit or the fifth row there. Uh, and you know, this is my first semester back as Dr. Baldwin mentioned, uh, my first semester, my first semester back. And in fact, this is my first, of course, chapel to visit in 31 years. First time on the stage since Dr. Kinlaw handed uh, the diploma with Chuck Colson nearby. And yes, you can do an age calculation, but you have to use that math you learn in high school. And I think I may sing better with a mask. I think it at least sounds better to my neighbor. Students re- Asbury students recently shared their theological reflection from different experiences that they had, including possible experiences in nature, and I want you to listen to what Asbury students say about God's creation. In our galaxy alone, it is believed there are about 10 billion planets, yet the Lord holds this in the palm of his hand. If God can spend so much time perfectly designing everything in nature and continue to bless me every day. I need to take my relationship with Him seriously. I realize that for God, physical size or location does not seem to matter much when He measures what is truly valuable for Him. I am consistently in awe of the beauty of creation and the marvelous Creator who made this world. God is the Creator of all things. What an amazing job He has done. And so we're imagining God in the heavens well now. In fact, it's almost too easy to see the Lordship of Christ up there, a galaxy far, far away, to quote George Lucas, or in heavenly places, to quote Paul. But Paul ain't allowing it. In Ephesians 1, every time he mentions God's heavenly glory, he mentions how he has blessed us on earth. God made some pronouncements before the foundation of the world, and he was thinking of us. Blessed be God who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies in Christ. He chose us that we would be holy. In love he predestined us to be adopted as children. For the praise of his glory, of his grace, he bestowed on us He made redemption by his blood for the forgiveness of our sins, lavishing it on us. He has mysteries of his will from the hubble to the blood as an inheritance for us. How can we sit still in the kingdom? Us. Every quality of God named up there, he bestows on us down here. Calm. Second, the chaos. We might begin to feel confident enough, in fact, if we reflect on this long enough, to actually change the world from Ephesians 1. The problem that Paul sees around the church of Ephesus that he saw in the ancient world, same type of problems we see in the church and in the contemporary world. Just to choose one problem, conflict. Here are some pictures for you from earth which the hubble telescope cannot see in the heavenlies these are the pictures from our corner of the earth no statement we've moved from calm to a measure of chaos and so i returned to asbury students to ask him how they felt about God and the chaos we see in society nowadays, like a man on the street questionnaire, I did students in the seat. Here's what Asbury students say, 2020 may be a year of trial or test in our relationship with God. When times are too hard, you either turn to him or away from him. For this season, God has shown me about abiding in his presence amid the problems. The lack of peace in the country shows our need for redemption as a society. Rather than say, how could God let this happen? Our attitude should be, how did we, humanity, let this happen? It's like there's a distance. A lot of problems come from not being close to God and seeing the divine perspective. We feel the chaos. The calms of the heavenlies have disappeared. Where is Ephesians 1 now? We've lost God's perspective. However, even in the midst of this, blessed, we are blessed in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In a world that is hurting, we have the gospel to offer. In a world that needs peace, we can have it and we can give it to the world. And in this state of redemption, we are not merely out of place in the world's conflict hoping for something better. We are conquerors. We can be conquerors over all these slides like Christ our model. And it is furthered by holiness unto the Lord when the body submits its will to God's will. Third, Conquerors. And so, what does this mean for us? How do we get the surpassing greatness of his power mentioned in verse 19 to overcome or to conquer these forces of chaos? Over the next five chapels, Ephesians will provide for us a series of themes to the obedient body of Christ uh, that we might hope. Let me set you up for that a little bit more. We need all of these themes. Find the one that resonates the most with you. Unity. Just like the liturgy read, together as one body. Community. That is another. The Catholic spirit that stems from this unity living in relationship together as the church. Reconciliation, virtue, shared values, these things stem from community. Submission is a hard word for community, but it's there in Ephesians. In these chapels, watch and ask yourself how you are the body. Read Ephesians 1. In the next week and a half on your own. Ask how your faith and the church can reach into the heavenlies and make these benefits as redeemed people real. Real for ourselves, real individually, even though Paul speaks collectively, individually, and for the church and for the world. And let's let it unfold in the chapels ahead that it might unfold for a world that needs us finally in these chapels let verses 17 through 19 guide you may the father of glory we've seen that give you a spirit of wisdom that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened and that y'all will know the surpassing greatness of the power of God towards us us who believe. Those are the qualities that come to those in Christ. God is amazing. Because of this, so are you. And so, Asbury, you have the start here part down. It's time to start preparing for the change the world part. We have a hope, a hope to move from chaos to conqueror. And this hope makes us say, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ.